on TV, online, and on La El Sadat. Egyptian president, assassinated, read a book. This is EPT Not Live. Hello, ho, 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 my babies. And welcome to EPT Not Live at EPT Live. It's like, I feel like I'm in a 70s porno. Trying to get to the hole here. We're in Prague. Uncle Daddy alongside James Hardigan and Matt Broughton. I'm losing it already. Coming up on today's show, more media tournament shenanigans, this time involving a world champion. Matt and James, James and Matt and myself, we played in a Superfans pub league. Andy Gibbons had us to his pub poker league. We got some video from that. There isn't a new episode of Shark Cage to talk about, but I did have a chance to talk to a couple of fans about the last one. That's coming up later. Very special guest on the show who's gonna double as our super fan, Jamie Staples. And we're gonna play a little game called Stapes, Staples, or Stapler. <laughs> Just in case it needed selling. Matt Browden provided me with a prop. Always have a prop. Always. And we've got a brand new segment to unveil this episode is me and Matt and James take you to dinner. It's called Seat Open, where the open seat belongs to you. To you. Where are the other cameras? Can I look at them all? Some over there, I think. There's like 15 you. of them, Joe. You're never going to hit all to of you. them. you. You're in the empty seat. God, I hope that segment plays. We're in big trouble. I have just realized there is a flaw, a fundamental flaw with yeah. the costume choice, which is these hats have bells. Yeah. And every time I move, you're going to get that, and that is going to get really goddamn annoying. You should have said I'll be there with bells on. Tuck it tuck it around the no, back. No, I'm actually, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go out of the James hat, is losing it. Do you want to dis disrobe it all? No, I, I think I've got it under control. You do, yeah. But see, Matt's, he's crafty. He knows how to fix things. He knows how to problem solve without freaking out and tearing clothes off. Happy end of year, everyone. Happy end of year. I like to say happy end of year because in America, you can't say Merry Christmas. We're not in America. Happy Christmas, everyone. Well, I mean, even happy end of year might offend people that don't believe in the concept of time. <laughs> Is there a, a section of people that kind of think it's just an abstract concept? Yeah, fourth-dimensional colors. Oh, yeah, no, I don't want well, we to offend any of those yeah, people. Exactly, yeah. What's up? What's on our minds right now, boys? How are we doing? Are uh, we good? We remember the end of episode twenty-nine of EPT Not Live. We were begging, encouraging, and quite frankly bribing people to give positive reviews about the yeah. show on iTunes. And I set a little competition, and I said that we'd just pick three people at random who'd given great reviews of the show on iTunes, and we'd give them a prize. And then while we were doing EPT Live, while we were doing the webcast here in Prague, I discovered something, which is that because iTunes localizes the store to your country, mm. you only see the reviews in your country. So I only see the people in the UK who've reviewed the show. And of course, we've got listeners all over the world, including a lot of American and Canadian fans as well. I can't see their reviews. So, because but you're also forgetting about Azerbaijan and Bulgaria and uh, you joke, but Scotland. It wouldn't surprise me if we yes. had at least one listener in each of those countries. Not Scotland, obviously. But <laughs> they hate us in Scotland. <laughs> I've decided to change the terms of the competition slightly. And this is something that we workshopped on the live stream, which is, and I'm going to extend the contest. The next show I think we're doing is EPT Not Live at EPT Live at the PCA in January. Correct. So we're basically going to give you another couple of weeks. And what we need you to do is write that review for iTunes, screen grab it, and then tag it EPT Not Live. So then we've got all of the tweets that we can put into the hat right. when we draw for winners at the PCA. So between now and PCA, 
Yeah, I mean, basically, anyone who writes a review, it doesn't matter if you wrote the review back in April or May, but take the screen grab now, tweet it using the hashtag EPC.Live, because the other problem we encountered is that when people review stuff on iTunes, they use random aliases that don't necessarily link to their Twitter handle, their Uh, Pokestar's ID, or their real name. Yeah, I think my name is is Fred, Fred, Fred Mystery. On iTunes. I don't know why I picked that. Mostly because I was reviewing my own shows and I didn't want anyone to be able to link it back to me. Matt, there's still time for you to take down your two-star review and change it to a five-star review if you want to be part of the competition. (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about and I'm going to go back in and check that you're not accurate. (laughs) You could win a pack of Pokestars playing cards because those will be the prizes we'll be randomly uh, awarding at the PCA. Oh, while we're talking about prizes, Mm. Superfan Home Game. We've talked a bit about this on previous Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something that Superfan Pedro has organized. And if you want the details, Pedro always tweets those details. Again, just search the timeline, hashtag EPTNotLive. It's taking place on Saturday, the 19th of December. So this coming Saturday. It's going to be at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'm registered. Hopefully you can play, Joe. It's play money. It's not a real money game. The thing is, I'm here in Prague and my girlfriend's here and it's supposed to be like our vacation, 7 o'clock Saturday night to be like, I got to play in this play money poker game. You know, I was thinking of breaking up with her anyway. So why not? (laughs) Now you've got a good reason. Now she can do it for me. I can now tell you what the prizes are. Um, We are going to be paying top three only. Uh, The winner of the Superfan home game will get a PokerStars chip set and a signed Kid Poker poster. So it's a poster for the documentary signed by Daniel Negreanu. The poster's really cool. I want the poster. I saw it in the office last week. I really, really? I actually genuinely want one. I mean, well, are we talking A3, A, A2, or maybe even A1? I mean, what sort of size poker are we, are we dealing with here? Well, the poster is a full-size movie poster. No, it's also well, he shoot. did this, but that's not what it is. Well, that's it's this. Right, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Full-size one-sheet movie poster signed by Daniel Negreanu. Wow. I thought uh, Matt was asking about the thickness of the paper. I'm like, man, he really knows no, that's, stationary. That's, uh, hey, you know what I mean? That's uh, <laughs> Good. That's it's good not one of those crappy ones that used to get in the windows of video shops, man. Well, it's you know, it's proper... only because you didn't go, you know, we've got this whole poster to give away. It's the way you find it. We've got this huge poster to I give away. I didn't want to punch you in the face. Can we draw this in Why post, not? Like in uh, Pulp Fiction when he does that? Can we get through the little, he's a square. <laughs> if we want to blow the budget for 2016, yeah, we can do that. Um, and the runners-up in the Superfan home game will also get signed Kid Poker posters and a plaque of playing cards. So the winner gets the chip set. The two runners up, third and second, get the poster and a pack of cards. That's awesome. Love giving stuff away. I Guys, I got a story I got to share with you, and I've been holding on to this for over a week because I wanted it to be fresh for the show. Well, not quite a week. Doesn't matter. Uh, you guys know I had to get my visa renewed, my work visa, to mm. be in the UK, and it was very important that I be in Croydon by like 8.30. It's already hilarious, right? <laughs> that in itself, that's I the story done for me. I appreciate that people outside of the UK or people not familiar with the south of England may not be 100% au fait. Just replace the word Croydon with butthole. I had to be in <laughs> butthole at 8.30 in the morning. Sorry, Croydon. Sorry, home office. Uh, I had to be there 8.30 in the morning. And so, and I was up, uh, I'd stand up the night before and I was, you know, had a few drinks. I went to bed about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like wound up when I get home. And it was like a little after 2.30 in the morning, I went to sleep and I'd be in Croydon at 8.30. And so I woke up uh, and I'll, all of a sudden I'm like, it was one of those like, oh my God, how long have I been laying here for? <laughs> and I look at my phone and I quickly do the calculation. Now I my phone's set for East Coast time. And I see that my phone says 2.55, which is five hours behind. So it's 7.55, and I have to be in Croydon <laughs> at 8.30. And this is like, I cannot miss this appointment. If I miss this, like, I can't even come back into the U.K. on my flight home from Prague. 
Like, I have to, you know, I can't even, like, transfer at Heathrow. So you're in central London. I'm in central London. And you've got to get down to Croydon. What did you rent a helicopter? Well, I've got, like, a little bit of leeway time because I don't, my appointment's not really till 9, but I said I'll be there at 8.30. Okay. So, and I figure at that time in the morning, like, maybe, you know, the trains run pretty regular. So I'm, like, getting dressed really quick, throwing my backpack on. I'm tearing down the stuff. I turn the shower on. I check the time again. I'm, like, don't have time for a shower. Turn the shower back off. I'm tearing down the stairs of my hotel, and I pass this really confused hotel worker who's like looking at me very bizarrely and then I'm like all right time check again let me see and then I realize that my phone isn't set for east coast time (laughs) because it automatically switches over I've only (laughs) been asleep for 30 minutes it's three o'clock in the fucking morning and I think I'm late for this appointment and I'm like God damn, like, even when I don't screw something up, I still screw it up. To be fair, the morning commute in London isn't easy, and it's probably worth setting off at 3 a.m. I actually thought about it. I was like, what's the point? Like, I really don't want to miss it now. Like, I dodged a bullet here. Maybe I should just get down there. But then I figured, like, 4.30 a.m., not the place you want to be. In butthole. You don't want to be in butthole at 4.30 in the morning. So, of course, it took me, like, over an hour to get back to sleep because I'm just, like, amped. I'm just completely, like, (laughs) wired, just laying in bed, like... And I'm laughing hysterically. Like, I can't believe that this just happened. Uh, all's well, ends well. I did make it to my appointment in plenty of time. Everything went fine. I've been approved. However, I didn't actually get the, it's called a BRP, your biometric residence permit. I didn't, they didn't, they don't, I know, it's bizarre. I had to do like fingerprints and blood tests and stuff like that. Mm. Um, something came back in the, never mind. Um, and so, um, they don't hand it to you when you leave. It takes, like, up to a week to get it. And the thing is, it has to get FedEx to me here. And if it doesn't, I I can't <laughs> leave. Like, so, I have to... And it's not arrived yet? It's not here yet. Right. Now, and you've got, like, a few days. Well, I'm staying a little extra, a little longer okay. because of uh, my, my, my lady friend Is it being FedEx coming. to this hotel? I don't know. Because I'm changing hotels on, after final table day. So I was like, if it comes on this date, I'll be at this hotel. Oh, if it comes no. on date this date, I'll be at this hotel. Is it going to be like a Santa's letter? Somebody just went, Joe Stapleton, courtesy of Prague. That's right. Just, just like just it. drops it in there. Like, <laughs> for Stapes. There. For Stapes. This is for Stapes. This is for Stapes. People are just handing it off. Talking of this hotel, it dawned on me as we walked down to the tournament floor this morning to record this show. I haven't been outdoors for more than 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's not uncommon for me in general. But yeah, my, my girlfriend was like, what kind of coat should I bring? Which tilts me in general like you're a grown-ass woman like figure out Google what it. the temperature is going to be but i was like i honestly can't even tell you because i haven't been outside well yeah but at least you've got a window that looks outside i've got a window that I looks in this. on the reception i have the same as so you. i leave it's the reception like i get in the lift so i can go oh the reception isn't it like being on a space station yeah absolutely especially probably people do you hear people freaking out sometimes at three in the morning like there's a crowd of people watching someone do break dancing yeah i like i'm like what is going on down there and the brightest pink light it's like a it's like a prostitute's room in my. You go into my room and it's just like red lights everywhere. And you're like, can I draw the curtains? And and if you pull it too far that way, there's this huge blast of light through that one. Right where your face goes too. That's yeah. where, where where if you pull the curtains just enough, it goes right where your head goes on the bed. It's perfect. So we think it's cold outside, but we're not a hundred percent. It sure. might be sunny. It might be incredible out. No right idea. Now. It could be a the, the apocalypse outside. We never know <laughs> when it comes to the inside tournaments. This glass cube. By the way, did you know if you do step outside the hotel, you know the building opposite. Mm-hmm. That's where they shot the opening sequence of Casino Royale. Really? You know the black and white bit at the beginning where like the car arrives and the guy goes up in the elevator and he comes into his office and Daniel Craig's already sat there. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. 
Speaking of poker tournaments, we uh, there was yet another media event that Matt and James and I participated in, and I don't want to keep going to the well of the media tournament, but this one was probably one of the most fun media tournaments of all time, yeah. and I think um, everyone was having a great time, although Matt... You were still stuck at a table at a, at a tournament full of tables where people are having a blast. Yours was still the least fun. I run so bad on table draws. My this this. Well, is hold on a second. Hold on a second. You had the seat next to Lee Big Horse Jones. Yeah, that how may is that or may not? not have had something to do with it. How is that not the most entertaining table that anyone could be at? The thing is, Lee Jones is a man out of time. Like his gags and his references. Like he'll make a bet and he'll go, "Deuce and a quarter," <laughs> and people will go. Is what? And he'll go, oh, and he's got a story and none of the references. No one knows. Well, you know, there was this automobile back in, and everyone's going, what? And so Lee's just like huge. The weird thing is, his references are from before his timing. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that old. I know, I know. But it's kind of just hard to connect with the table with Lee as kind of like your mascot. But my experience of media tournaments is basically, yay! <laughs> <laughs> cheering and laughter from other tables while I sit with a bunch of bloggers to whom the English language is like a really distant kind of like opportunity. And I'm sitting there going, gosh, I wish I spoke more Czech, Russian, French. Cause we don't could forget have a the Germans because they take the uh, media tournament very seriously. And also friends of friends of bloggers. So people going, hey. What's so I just <laughs> sit there having the best time ever. I mean, luckily this time I actually lasted long enough that tables broke down and then Joe came over with Chris Money Man and say, hey, hey, Matt, now we're going to have some fun. I'm like, yay. But Joe brought with him like some of the drunkest, loudest women I've ever met in a poker situation. So it suddenly the noise level rose to like a kid's soft play. I didn't actually bring them with me. They're well, either at my table. They came with you to my yes. my lovely, quiet, foreign table. You brought all these loud Sounds people. like he's never happy, right? He's like, I'm my table happy. was no fun. Then it was too much fun. I'm never happy. No, it was too <laughs> noisy is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Is you might have been having fun with drunk people going, I've knocked all your chips over. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, okay, so Moneymaker is really what made this tournament super special. There's always a couple of people in the media tournament who aren't members of the media but are there because they just enjoy the experience. And we had Miss Finland, Sarah Shaffer, sure. playing in this event. And uh, Chris Moneymaker, 2003 World Series of Poker wow. main event champion. And I'll say this straight up. He's an asshole. He is just <laughs> a complete dick. He is a bag of douche. But there's something somewhat charming about him, and he makes it fun for everyone. And it's really cool that he shows up, and he probably has nowhere else to be. And let's face it, he's probably borrowing the 20 euros to get into the tournament <laughs> in the first place. But it's still kind of a thrill to have him there. Um, but he is just a... He is needling everyone, me specifically. And the, I always go, Chris, why are you doing this to yourself? Because you know I'm going to win. You know I'm going to like just end up zinging you super hard. And I will say that he actually won. He, I mean, he embarrassed me really badly. Before we get to that story, because I want to sort of end on that, James, you had some... It was like James and the Giant Leak <laughs> at your table. It, it was, was like a, a bad roll doll book. Why? Well, we were up in the uh, production office. We were having dinner, and they put out this box of vegetables, purely... Inedible vegetables. They were purely there for decorative effect, and <laughs> I thought, well, let's put them to practical use. I've heard of situations in poker tournaments where dealers have accidentally mucked players' cards. Okay, oh, sure. So I've come up with this new concept, right. and I really want everyone in the poker world to get on board with this, that you should protect your hand by placing an object on top of your cards that you could commonly refer to as a card protector. And I figured the bigger the protector, the less likely it is that the dealer mucks your hand. Yeah. A leak is a not 
unsubstantially sized vegetable. Hard to miss. And this is the the dual purpose of having a raw vegetable on a poker table is when you miss on the river because you were suffering from too many out syndrome, you can then take out all your tilt rage using said vegetable. Mm. So what you missed is me whacking the leak against the table. And the idea was to whack it to destruction, but I suddenly realized that bits of leak, including leak juice, were flying all over the felt. And I didn't want to damage these fine poker tables no, that God, obviously no. cost no. poker stars a huge amount of money. So I then, in a very English way, start picking up a piece <laughs> oh, of leak. I'm awfully sorry. James, James had to wait until he got back to his room to whack it to destruction. <laughs> I, I must say, I can see whacking the leak becoming quite... You know this guy, That's he was right. so tilted, and then, I mean, he was really whacking the leak. He missed 22 outs twice, so he just whacked the shit out of his leak. <laughs> so, uh, talking of being tilted... Joe Stapleton. Tell us what happened in I, this hand. This is easily the most embarrassed I've ever been at a poker table. And I I mean, I have definitely called all ins. I didn't mean to. I've misread my hand. I've done a lot of dumb shit at a poker table. This is the most embarrassed I've ever been. This is a, a photo of the final hand here. Now, what happened was uh, I had blinded down to like next to nothing. I said something like five big blinds. And I'm in the big blind. And you can see Chris Moneymaker's chubby little body to the left of me <laughs> there wearing his uh, his patch. At Moneymaker min-raise, and he had been raising and re-raising as he does, you know, in these tournaments. He never has a hand. And uh, it comes back around to me, and I was a little irritated because the the rest of the table, the whole one player to a hand rule doesn't really apply in the media tournament. So, like, whoever's on my right's like, come on, it's just a min-raise, and you're in the big blind, and Moneymaker's like, you're just, whatever. Like, most people's like, just call, just call. I have nine tray of diamonds, okay? And I'm like you know what, whatever, like, considering how much money's out there, I only got, it's not like if I save this big blind, it's really going to mean much. So I, I chuck it in there, and the flop comes, as you can see here, it comes king, ace, ace, two diamonds. Joe has a flush draw. That is correct. Well read, James Hardigan. And so I was like, you know what, and now I'm under the gun, so I just stick the rest of my chips in, and Chris is sitting there, and he's like, uh, you got an ace? You got an ace? And I just go, Yes. Yes, I do. Because please, just fold. Like, I don't, like, whatever you have, I don't need to full double up. Just fold right now. And he goes, I don't believe you. Call. And he turns over his hand, and he just, he shows a king. He shows a king. And so I turn over my hand, and I got the diamond draw. So everyone's like, come on, diamond. Come on, diamond. And then, boom, diamond on the turn, as you can see. Five of diamonds on the turn. And then... What happens is that the nine hits the river, and then Chris is like, yep, you hit your diamonds, you hit your diamonds, you hit your diamonds, good hand, nice hand, nice hand. And he's sliding his king toward the muck, and then all of a sudden, before he mucks his other king, he turns the other card over, and it's a king. <laughs> so he has a full house. He's flopped a full house. You king, got slow rolled. King, the worst really? slow roll of all time. And, like, I'm just, like, shell-shocked, like... I feel so stupid. Like, I've just been completely owned. I feel like such an idiot. And Matt actually happened and, to catch and, the and aftermath. I mean, Chris did it with such panache. Clearly a man who has slow-rolled a lot of people because his timing was just... He waited just so long. Just so long enough. It was masterful. And, and Joe's literally beaming and just went... It was just it's horrible. horrible. And the whole thing caught everyone by so much surprise that Matt couldn't even shoot it in the right aspect ratio. <laughs> I was so he's sorry. Got it, he's got it in the I'm sorry. in portrait mode. I'm sorry. Oh, shit! Oh, my God! trying so hard to play it cool right now. <laughs> Chris, when you're in commentary, 
in the second level tomorrow. The world is so wrong. It was, you can tell it was, I went full. Well, we got to stop this one. I went full okay. George McFly on the whole, uh, it was such a horrible moment. It was just, I was, I, and that's, you can see I was sitting there with like my arm curved drinking the beer like this. This is me <laughs> trying as desperately hard as I can to look cool and pretend like I don't want to cry. And I'm just like. <laughs> and earlier on, I'd had a really horrible bad beat myself, but only kind of a standard. And Joe was like, yeah, you took that really well, buddy. I was like, oh yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and then moments later, it's like. Bleh. I just was, I was just completely owned and I had to give it to him. Although I do feel like. I finally, I, I think I might have got the last word in. I don't know if it really compares to that, to be honest. No. But <laughs> but we did get a big laugh out of the room. Uh, you know, what, whatever, I can't run. I can't run like Christmas. All I have is this. All I have is this at my disposal, which isn't very An much. eyebrow? Well, two, I have both of them at my disposal, but they're on fleek right now. Uh, Chris, at one point, uh, gets uh, gets doubled through, gets gets stacked, and he ends up being left with 2,000, and he goes to the dealer, uh, give me 2,000, and I say, well, why don't you give him 2,003, because that's the last time he was actually relevant. We got a bit of a laugh out of the room. They've heard this joke three times now. That's why they're not laughing, okay? <laughs> but at the mo, at the time. At the time, it at was the funny. At the time, it was very funny. At, with, at, at the time, with alcohol involved, it was funny. And I do have, I do have one um, sort of uh, thing to bring up with Matt, is that there was a very pretty young Czech girl at the table named yes. Marquetta. Yes. And as I was trying to talk to her, Matt was like, Joe, you remember when Ronnie Barta was on <laughs> was on Shark Cage? And he was like kind of creeping everybody out. And you're like, is that what I sound like? Well, that is what you sound like. And you're, and you're doing it right now. So just <laughs> stop trying to talk to this girl. You bartered the girl. And, and Joe's like, hey, hey, ha how many chips you got? And she's like, chatting to her friends. Every time there's like, not even something happens. Hey, bet the diamonds, but you like diamonds, don't you? Hello? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just ah, uh, you know, I almost, I almost cried. It was but I will say that she ended up busting from the tournament and then coming back to get a photo with me because someone told her I was on television. <laughs> She'd so. never actually seen you. She had, someone said that guy's on television. Oh, he must be famous. And Matt tried to get a dig in on me while it was happening, and she, he goes like, you know, he's not very famous. And she's like, I want a picture because he's beautiful. beautiful. Well, I was just about to bring that because I thought, don't miss out that she did say because he's beautiful. And the thing is, you look dreadful. I look terrible. But I the, mean, the best part is when she walked away, the guy like that was sort of like translating for us. I was like, just so you know, she's dating one of the most famous footballers in all of the Czech Republic. So I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't bother with that. And I was like, cool, man, whatever. I got my photo. I got my photo. <laughs> What's this about, Joe? Well, let's do a little, uh, this is part of our little bit of uh, TV recap. TV recap. And basically, because uh, we didn't go a full week in between EPT Not Lives, there is no new episode of well, Shark Cage. Let's timestamp this. It's Monday the 14th of December. Correct. Uh, this will probably go out to the world on Tuesday the 15th of December, the same day that the Shark Cage final table concludes on Channel 4, 24 hours before it appears on YouTube for the rest of the world. And therefore, we can't really talk about that episode because it'll just be filled with spoilers. Just because we can, let's all cover our mouths and then say who won, and then they can bleep it. Um, but... I've got an idea, and I appreciate that we won't get together again until the PCA, but I think we need to do this show justice because 
in all seriousness, without giving away any spoilers, the ending is pretty epic. It's amazing. Yeah, Therefore, it's really good. I do think we need to discuss this episode. We'll just have to do it in early January when we're at the PCA. We'll have a couple of weeks to digest it. But since yeah. there wasn't a new episode, I had this idea a couple of uh, weeks ago where this this young lady and I were chatting on Twitter while the show was on. As you know, it'd be really fun. Is what if I'm I'm in a hotel in London? Why don't I just give out the phone number to my hotel? while the show is on the air, and people just call me up and we can chat about it. I love the way you position this as a really good idea, because to me this sounds like a car crash. <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> After Poker Stars. <laughs> After Poker Stars. That's the name of the show, everyone. Poker Stars. Hey, who's this? That's Jordan. What's up? I just think you're a funny guy. I don't really know much about poker. I just thought I'd bring you and say you're a funny guy. Oh, thanks, Jordan. I appreciate that. <laughs> So, so, we, 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 um, sup. Did you say, did you just go through a whole long thing and then say sup? Yeah, man, I'm fucking, I'm British. Catherine Ashworth, you know, you're the whole reason why I did this thing. I was talking to you last week, and we were basically yeah. the only two people talking about the show, and I was like, why not just have people call in and talk about it? Are you watching Shark Cage? Yeah, man, are you watching? <laughs> yeah, 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 who do you think's going to win it? Well, I already know, so I can't really tell you what I think, because it would either be a lie or the truth, and either one I'll get in trouble for. For me, mate. Don't ruin it for me. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. No, no spoilers here, buddy. I'm very strict on spoilers for any television show, not just my own. Do you like The Walking Dead, do you? I do, but I haven't seen anything of the second half of this season, so not a word. All right, I won't tell you, mate. What do you think of this episode of Shark Cage so far? What do you think of my jokes? It's all right. Yeah, it's good. They're all right. Hey, who's this? Hi, it's, uh, it's Alex. Alex, um, I've been told that you're into Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I, I am into The Walking Dead. As, as, would you guys rather talk about The Walking Dead? Sit and dies. Warm Alexander. Still alive. Pregnant. Good show, though, mate. Sorry about that. All right, ta Oh, that wasn't very nice. Well, not so. You know, like I'm kind of fucked up, and I didn't follow any of that, so... Eat a big old pile of shit. Hey, who's this? What's the Kraken from Ireland? It's the it's the Kraken from Oland. What's up? Release the release the Roland Kraken. Oh, you said Ireland. What's up, man? Ireland. Yeah, 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 Ireland. So, are you are you deep in anything right now? Um, yeah. Usually, it takes about ten hours in a tournament, and then I bubble it. Ah, oh, I was expecting to be like, yeah, I'm deep in me wife. Hey, hey, who's this? <laughs> it's Mitchell, how are you doing? Mitchell, Mitchell Moyer from Scotland. What's up, my homie? <laughs> I'm fucking ordering you shitty kebabs or something. I'm just as drunk as the audience. Because your wife and your baby are sleeping, aren't they? <laughs> True story. <laughs> I hear that, man. It's like a man calling from inside a prison with a cell phone he smuggled in his butt. <laughs> What's Ivy so happy about? Never seen him smile so much. He's actually very, uh, he's well, because he loves Daniel. He just thinks Daniel is, like, the most adorable, entertaining thing ever. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Mitch. I won't keep you so you don't, so you don't wake uh, wake the guards. Hello? Who's this? Hey, it's Jimmy. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Oh, my God, it's the poker police. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to start a few businesses. I'm actually trying to start a restaurant. It won't be what you're used to over in London, but it's, it'll be special. Don't worry. You mean it'll be edible? <laughs> it might be, yeah. And what kind of food's it going to be? 
Uh, I haven't really said anything yet, so I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to blow my cover yet. If I think you, it'll be something that'll be right up your alley. If you are stealing my idea of a restaurant that only serves different types of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I will fucking end you. <laughs> hey, what do you think of this commercial for Twilight? <laughs> Twilight doesn't do much for you. your boyfriend's a lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just yawn? No, I just went near. Oh, okay, I thought you were yawning while on the phone with me, and I was going to end this call so fucking fast. Well, I'm probably not going to see you again, so have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Catherine, yeah. let's try to have a positive attitude about this until we speak again. We shall. Okay. <laughs> happy holidays. Okie dokie. All right. All right, bye. Bye. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I meant to hang up before I said I love you, but then I actually hit the stop record button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a mess of a So that could, have, that could have gone better. It could have gone worse. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Maybe we can do that again. I think now that people know that that might become a thing, we might get some more out of people. I love the guy that was like, uh, 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 sup, sup. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sup. Like a lot of people, it was funny. I think a few people called in. Now, obviously, I didn't use every call there, but I think a lot of people called in just to see if it was real. Yeah. Like once I answered, it was like, hang up immediately. But how about that, that spoiler douche guy, huh? Um, uh, I'm, I'm pleased, by the way, that we went to the effort of censoring the spoiler so that Walking yeah. Dead fans no, now don't hate us as well. Well, I caught one of them, and I'm pretty unhappy about what I, I need the, One of those beeps needs to be a little yeah. uh, more extended. Yeah. Sorry sorry about that. Unbelievable. Um. I uh, I did stand up that night, so I was like a little. I was just as drunk as the audience, I think. So we were all in the right, the same state of mind. Definitely worth doing again. Now this photograph has teed us up perfectly for the next segment of the show. Event recap. Event recap. <laughs> this is my idea of Christmas pub music. Okay, because we're in a pub. It's Christmas time. We didn't fly. It's very, it's very Irish. It's easily what was the first thing that came up when James typed in Christmas and pub and music into the search bar. Absolutely. Also, we didn't fly to Wimbledon, although I bet you wish you had because your tube journey was epic. Yeah, and you don't even know, but on the way home, I, I went the wrong way. Oh, I, my I God. And, How um, do you do that when you have snow? You have like It, it was a hike. From the tube station. Well, you know, when, you know when somebody you're walking with people and they know where you're going, so you're just turn walking your brain in tent, off, and yeah. then you turn around and go, I I have no idea where I am or where we came from. I remember there being a hill and like a McDonald's, and that was all I had to go on. Anyway, true story. So this is the pub game that Andy Gibbons, one of our super fans, normally plays in, but bizarrely on the night that we went because the normal organizer was off that night. And he was running the game. Oh, I thought he always ran it. No, I didn't realize. No, we, we, it was a one-off. It was not the worst run game I've ever been to. No, I thought it was actually very well run. Yeah. And when you considered some of the people playing in it, that's no, it was no easy task yeah, absolutely. to run this professionally. Speaking of some of the people playing in it, Matt, can you explain some of these photos for me? Matt sent me a photo of, uh, of this guy. Well, again... Is this a sample of the, the professional dealing... I mean, that you know had. <laughs> I almost don't need to say anything. I mean, <laughs> you know what? Again, run bad on the table draw much, Broughton? You know, I've got, like, the coolest dealer in the world who's all about... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even know I'm taking a picture. He's just so worried about just looking so cool at all times. And what could be cooler than wearing an Arctic jacket inside 
and your cap and having a a, a, a roll up, a roll up, <laughs> ready ready to spark at any opportunity. And there's also the guy to his left. There's plenty coming up about that guy. It's worth it's worth keeping him in mind for later. Think on. about that guy. Now we do have one other photo from Matt here. That's uh, now. Why did you take a photo of this guy? This guy is like <laughs> the guy who has cracked poker. Is all you do basically is call with any two cards, knowing that somehow you're going to make trips or two pair and win. And then the more chips you've got, the more you can do that and the more it'll happen. And you just probably take the whole tournament down without really ever playing any poker, just playing cards. I love, I always talk to that guy. I'm always like, what's it like? What's it like, like always making two pair? Yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you do that? Didn't you, I, you might have had a picture of a board actually. I'm not sure if I included it or oh, not. Where yeah, yeah there, there was another picture of, of just one. Yeah, there we go. The guy calls an all-in with the 7-4. Safe in the knowledge that he's going to hit middle pair on the flop <laughs> and improve to middle pair. I mean, just look at the hands. Look at the hands <laughs> and the texture of the board. It's a pub game. This is grassroots poker. And this That's is, what it's and, about, Matt. But Matt, Matt encountered many of the archetypes of the pub game, including oh. the fella he's about to tell us about right now. Oh, well, so here we go. So this is from, this is from Ed, who is sitting to my left who goes pub poker where you get donked on the river and receive a poker lesson all at the same time. And that just sums up yep. the guy that... that We've I, got this, Matt. Hold on. We got, I'll let oh, you fill in the blank. Oh, we, okay. have, we have you oh, telling your story in the moment when you're, very, I haven't seen you're still upset. I probably am. Is it the American who's teaching you how to play, Matt? Has he taught you how to play yet? Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. Got a rep. He's got a reputation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. I said, the sound, of, my sound of my chips going to you is enough. I don't need to hear <laughs> anymore. <laughs> this guy could really have told you how much better you could have done everything, like, in your whole life. Just say, listen, here's a picture of my wife. Did I, like, did I stop too soon? Should I have, should I have aimed higher? Apparently there's a loser's table, Matt. Have you heard about that? <laughs> I am the loser's table, sir. I just saw... I'm bound to lose them and then I'll have to endure another lesson on how I could have yeah. played them better. <laughs> well, the joke's on him because lessons are extra. <laughs> oh, isn't it? You know what I mean? And then you get told off, why did you play like that? Well, because I was just about to get all of your chips if you think about it. I mean, so Matt, obviously this guy got in, in Matt's head a little bit because he uh, went to every under his skin. went to every single table and, well, they all asked, talking I mean, you about the, him. The thing, also, did you spot there, our guy that was in the picture before, the one that calls with everything, yeah. you know you're in trouble because he was going, <laughs> I'll just look at my cards, cool. Is that, that's what it was like. It was just one of those things where one table draw, you got the nice older guys and they're all chatting about their history and, that, and that James had a nice chat table. I've got the one with the guy with a cap and a cigarette and all this stuff. And then I, of course, get the one American in the whole of the pub. And it was, as you heard some of the stuff I'm saying, it's like there was one hand where I bluffed him off and he showed me a nine and I showed him a nine. And he was like, oh, well, you could have got more chips out of me. And you go... What? And he was telling me how much value I could have got. I have to ask, him, what did you expect? This is grassroots I forgot, poker. This I is forgot. Pub poker. That's I what the game's about. That's why I stopped going to pubs. And and also, then there was that whole. That's thing. also why he left at like eight forty-five. He was like, ah, <laughs> he still, he was still at chips. He I left know. the chip stack. I just, I just. He didn't even ever actually go broke in the tournament. I just, just walked away. Walked out on tilt. Well, it's because the last thing this guy, I think his name is Kurt. I think someone said he's a cut. And as you saw later on, I found out that this is what he does. Is that even though I, I had aces and, and just kind of every the guy would just bet because he was the, the, the boss of the table. So I just let him give me all of the chips. Oh, I just call. Oh, I just call. And he got to the end and just happened to go river, river, uh, sorry, 
like runner runner jack jack and he made trips and that's fine poker will do that and now i don't mind i took the risk and the cards punished me but then he's telling me how badly i played it and how brilliantly he played it. he's going why did you do that i'm like well because you would unless that had happened you're about to give me all your chips well you should have done this and should have done that. i'm like yeah he's not gonna understand i was that. like do you know what i just can't listen to any more of this and as i stood up they went oh is this your first time and i'm going <laughs> yeah Yes, my yeah, first time. New to the game. Because you get some more like <laughs> you get like some losers chips. I'm like, do you know what? That's fine. I'm just I'm just gonna go over there. I'm just gonna go over there. And that's obviously I decided cool. to not include some of the video. The woman who was taking entire bowls of free <laughs> chips back to her table with her. I felt bad putting her and, on blast. And just to be clear, these are chips that you eat, not the yes, chips. Yes, potato you uh, with. French there was, fries. There was a whole like area where they bring, you know, chicken wings for everyone in the game, you know, part of the, the yeah, yeah, some chips. And rather than just like take some, she just took this bowl of communal like fries. So Matt grabs my camera and goes over and he's like, Hey, do you mind if I have one of your fries? And she's like, I guess so. And he <laughs> with no irony, not like, well, uh, well, yes, of course they're for everyone. She was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, oh, oh. So I didn't include that. I also, the American teacher guy oh. failed miserably at trying to guess where my accent was from. He was like, do a know-it-all game with the accent. And then obviously when I told him, he was like, oh, I thought that was a little too obvious. I Like I couldn't, I wasn't going to say East Coast, but. Uh, so I decided not to include any video of him. Just, think, just want to put those people. But thanks, to, thanks to Andy, it was, it was fun. I just kind of, I just forgot how burnt I get by being told by like experts in the five-pound game how I should have played every hand that I've ever played where he won or lost. He was never happy. All right, so we're attempting to uh, roll out a, a new little segment here, uh, something that uh, I decided to call Seat Open because it has to be poker-related. And basically, <laughs> I thought it might be fun if we... Are we eat... still pretending that this is a poker-themed podcast? I guess so. I mean, it look, is? We've, had, we've had lots of poker in this. We've That's had true, slow actually. rolls and lessons. Personally, and... I think the fact we're sat at a poker table should be enough. Yeah, Whatever it's the plenty. content is, doesn't matter. So, yeah, we're calling it Seat Open. We're, we're me and James and Matt are going to go out to dinner in whatever location. We're, we'll stick the little GoPro there, and then you're, you're out to dinner with us. And uh, that's it. I think that's all the uh, explanation it needs. Seat Open, where the empty seat is you. Because obviously it's so early, I haven't got the early flight, and I checked in, there's all this thing about rooms. Your room wouldn't be ready for a couple of hours, or you can upgrade to, like, an executive, the executive level for um, how much went for... Eight uh, euros a night. I went, eight euros a night. <laughs> I went, and, and, and tell me again what this is. A big room, you, there's this bit of paper she gave me, all the perks, you can go to the bar, there's this. I'm going, yeah, why not? I thought she was saying eight, eight euros. Eight, 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 eight euros. And I'm thinking, bring it. It was only when she gave it to me, and it was in like the, the Krona stuff, and I was going, that looks like a lot of, you know, it's like six million. I was like, What's that one house <laughs> again? And it's only when she said again, eight. And I'm saying, are you saying eighty or eight? Like, yeah, or yeah, you are. Eight zero or eight? No, eight zero. Going to check probably eight zero. But and I went, what? Yes, eight zero a night. And I was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. She'd already taken my credit card. I signed all sorts of stuff. I was like, give, give it all back. Give it all back. I would have done, but I'm like, six nights. Eighty. That's like I get paid seventy euros a day to be <laughs> so that's like that's like big to be V right through. So I had to do the whole embarrassing. I'm awfully sorry about that. <laughs> well, um, could I just have the cheapest room without it? And she went to take back. She went to take back the sheet of paper with all the perks I would have had. And I was like, no, I'll keep that. <laughs> so I've got it in my room. It was a classic case of let's have a little bit of a one. Are you ready, Jordan? Hello. Yes, please. Hello. 
cooking, but uh, this one is prepared about 45 minutes, yeah? Hmm? Did she say she had to cook the pork meat for 45 minutes or for four or five minutes? <laughs> 45. 45, okay. So yeah, thanks for the uh, that sharing that anecdote with us at dinner, Matt. And what we have here is uh, the actual sheet of what Matt could have had for Eta. This costs Eta? Eta. A day. Euros a day. But if look, if you have nothing to do at all and could just park yourself in that lounge all day. It's so utterly random. No, I, it's I, basically just saying we're going to replace refreshments all day long. Right. They've just gone so far as to put it to an actual schedule. See, what I don't get though, why do you have to wait until one o'clock before the juices arrive? Because it's all about the soft drinks, the coffee, tea, or hot chocolate, no snacks between 11 and one. Then it all kicks off. <laughs> oh, it says no snacks, wow. No snacks. You can't even bring your own, they like slap it out of your hand. Exactly. But what I was wondering is like, if I just tried to get up onto that floor and took my bit of paper with me, I wouldn't have that bit of paper unless I was legit eight <laughs> Paying right, customers. like this so is, I could this just is be like, your, like membership card. I say I appreciate there's no snacks, but could I like get a hot chocolate? Like, uh -huh. I think you can just get up there anyway. And what I unfortunately we ran out of time before the broadcast, but I wanted to grab the GoPro and just sort of strap it to myself and just try to get in try there and get up there and yeah. see if you can uh, get to. Because I remember experience. hearing about this in years past. Live last year was like, you know, there's a bar up on the ninth floor. <laughs> they don't charge you for anything. I just thought that's tremendous value for eight euros. I mean, actually, I'm not sure that is tremendous value for eight years, and it certainly ain't tremendous value for 80 euros. For eight, it's pretty good. You go eight, up there yeah, and have a... Got... Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, this is no-brainer. Why are you even asking me? Yeah, but you got well, a bigger credit card. room to it. You do realise that you're going to end up paying for it, so you might as well have experienced it. I'm gonna... It's so going to be on your bill. It's definitely going to be on your I'm going to leave an extra hour for checkout <laughs> for the argument, because it's going to happen. Let's, uh, let's get Jimmy Staples over here, because this room is starting to fill up with... Uh... With dealers and tournament staff. Well, it's day four players. of the main event. Play's going to get underway. How much time do we actually have, by the way, before the, like players are like have their chip back? I've got about fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Okay, come on right over here, Jamie Staples. Matt, just out of interest, the meat plate. What did you make of it? I was very impressed. I was very impressed. I ate way too many uh, appetizers to actually fully enjoy it because I was kind of stuffing it down, even though I could barely take any more meat. I thought it was good. Let's get that. Yeah, Jamie. There we go. What's up, buddy? Hey. Welcome to the How's show. How's it going, guys? Welcome to EPT Not Live at EPT Live, Jamie. Good to have you here. This is great. This is awesome, man. Uh, doing <laughs> this podcast like in the room. It's cool. Jamie, rather than uh, do a, like a traditional interview with you, what I did was is I came up with a game uh, where we asked you ahead of time for some facts about yourself. I provided some about myself. And uh, the game is called Stapes, Staples, or Stapler. Right. And James is going to play the game. Okay. So when you say staples, are these facts about the object staples? Or no, about Jamie Staples, Joe Stapleton, or a stapler. Okay, fine. I, I've got it. I've All got right, it. here we go. We're going to get some get some game show music going. And Matt Broughton is your game's master. I don't. I, I was given a task that I didn't entirely understand, but I've done my very best. Okay. I, you know, this is such a cop-out. He's like, uh, basically, he's going, if this sucks, it's not my fault. No, 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 no. I would have made this game work. Well, then maybe you should have done I can't make a game where I quiz myself on myself now, can I, Matt? <laughs> James. <laughs> Matthew. Stapes, Staples, or Stapler has never received a speeding ticket. I'm going to say Staples. Ting. Correct. One for one. James. Not really an anecdote there. I was going to, if there are any of these, any of these facts sort of elicit an anecdote. We want to get to know Jamie Staples a little bit, but there's not really a story about not getting Just that he's either a very careful driver yes, or, you, doesn't, or doesn't even have a driving license. <laughs> Which is it? 
Um, careful driver. You careful driver. Yeah, careful driver. Correct. Sure. Stapes Staples or Stapler once caused two small puncture wounds in Stapes' little brother. See, that could be a trick question because it could have been Stapes with a stapler. I have a specific answer I'm looking for. Okay, I'm going to say stapler. Oh, oh incorrect. Uh, not so easy, is it? You just confused me with a piece of office supplies. <laughs> James, Stapes, Staples, or Stapler had to be removed from the movie An American Tale because of uncontrollable crying. Stapes. Correct. 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 I had a real thing with movies about parents, people losing their parents. American Tale, Mac and Me, which is basically a McDonald's commercial, cried throughout. <laughs> every single Disney movie. Parents die in every and single movie. And I didn't Disney even movie. like my parents. It was fucking weird. <laughs> I think I was imagining good parents and then crying at the thought of the loss, loss of those. Of them. Yeah. Uh, so, James, Staples, Staples, or Stapler has a plate known as the Anvil. Stapler. Correct. Correct. He didn't think about it, though. That's the best I can manage. <laughs> staples or stapler is commonly used in colorectal surgery. What? <laughs> Stapes, staples or stapler is commonly used in colorectal surgery. Stapler? Correct. It's used for <laughs> intraoperatively during bowel resections. <laughs> we didn't say it had to be only office staples. You try What's finding it? facts about a stapler, <laughs> like late on a Sunday night. I didn't know. Maybe Jamie's got a medical degree and actually well, performs this did... kind of procedure. Jamie, Jamie, do you have a medical degree? Not yet. Not yet. You have a degree. Did you? Are you one of those no, guys? No, no degrees. No school for you. No, just poker. No plans just to get poker. involved in colorectal surgery. No, at not the yet. Moment, at the moment. Not, he's not saving not up yet. for that law, for that medical degree. Okay. <laughs> See, but you had to think about it. That's the way these things work. Staples, staples, or stapler drove a car with a smashed windshield for three whole months. Staples. That's correct. That yeah, correct. What's the story behind that? Someone threw a rock at my windshield, and being 18 and having no money, it was like far enough <laughs> off. So it cut off like 20% That is of the such vision. an 18-year-old. Yeah, but I, I was like, that's fun. Move, so. like the Ace Ventura just... But he still yeah, drove yeah. carefully, and he didn't get a speed in second. Well, of course you got to drive slow if you have a smashed windshield. <laughs> Staples, staples or stapler was used to mainly bind paper or books, but also carpet furniture or boxes. I'm going to go with Stapler. Oh, he's got, got that it. one. Pretty good. Stapes, Staples, or Stapler has never seen the film Superbad. Staples. That's correct. correct. That's correct. There's, there's that one no was way. easy. There's no way that you haven't seen that film. I saw Superbad with my dad. Didn't cry. <laughs> Funny, though. Stapes, Staples, or Stapler originally weighed over two and a half pounds. Stapes. The first commercially successful Stapler. I, I don't know how much a pound off. is. Well, <laughs> well that'll be another quiz. He's only like four and two right now. This could go either way. Stapes Staples or Stapler had a teacher who thought he was fucking brilliant because he changed the last name to Paperclip. Staples. It was Stapes. That was me. So a teacher An amazingly that was... hilarious teacher. Okay, Stapes Staples or Stapler in fifth grade won a school-wide spelling bee. Stapes. Correct. I, I fucked up at, at Citywide Spelling Bee. I spelled the word pollution wrong. Oh, man. One L. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dude. One L. One Dude. The, the double letters get me to this day. To this day. Stapes, Staples, or Stapler watch Space Jam twice a day for a whole summer. <laughs> Stapes. No. 
It is a fact. No. Space Jam. How old were you when you watched Space Jam twice a day for a whole summer? Eight, nine or so. Mine was Hook. That was what I watched okay, twice a day okay. for a whole summer once. All right, just a few more of these. Stape, staples or stapler was first made for King Louis the Fifteenth of France. Stapler. Yes. How did you get that one? Stape, staples or staplers, dream house goal is to have fade-in lights, gradually opening shades, and music as an alarm. Staples. Nailed it. That doesn't sound like why have you. That's why the way you, to wake up. Why right? have you thought about your dream? I don't even think I've thought about my dream that's house. That's why I knew it wasn't you. Other than having like a trap door at dinner. I think that's just my life goal. Wake, wake up to wake fade up to, in music. I think you can. That's the I dream. think that's attainable for you, but I don't know. Yeah. Aim, aim big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and finally, stape, staples or stapler would routinely shame eat four Big Macs on the walk home from school while McDonald's was having a two for two dollars Big Mac promotion. Didn't even hesitate. That stapes, stapes, and stapes again. There you are. I think I think I, think I got the majority right. He did all right. He did all right, but it was enough to make an entertaining game. That was my whole point. Jamie Staples, welcome to the show. We are uh, we are unfortunately getting very close to the end of the show, but I did want to talk to you about a couple things here. I don't know anything about you. How old are you? you Twenty-four. You're 24. Okay, you look you look younger. I I do look very young. Do you still, I have a baby face. Do you still hate that at this point? No, it's okay. Like yeah. I realize in in the long run it'll pay off. I I hope. Anyway. Yeah, because I hated looking <laughs> young until one day I stopped looking young and I was like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> kind of miss those days. Yeah, you can grow a beard now. That's impressive. I actually started growing this at 17 because I was sick of looking so young. I wanted I wanted to look older for the longest time, and now I do it in order to look like a guy who looks young trying to look older. Right. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah, I'm with that you. Sense. I'm with you. So tell me a little. Just tell me a little bit about your life because uh, you, I mean, you just we, we got out of you that you didn't go to any. Uh, f- you don't have any formal education after high school. I assume you did finish high school in Canada. I finished high school. I went to to university college for four years, uh, and just took like a bunch of different classes. Didn't really specialize. Uh, the one I was most interested in was probably philosophy, but like I, I didn't follow a path at all. It was just. Well, it's because the philosophy game, everyone's too solid at philosophy. There's no money in philosophy <laughs> no. anymore. It's very hard to make it like a good sort of return on investment. Yeah, there's, in that, philosophy. In yeah. there's too Absolutely. many regs, too many philosophy regs. <laughs> yeah. it's, hard, it's hard to make a profit. So what brought you to poker? Um, my brother had more play money chips than me. And so it was just like this rivalry going on where he's like, hey, I have a million chips. I'm like, okay. That's not and good. This, I have, was this, was I have this in the days before you could buy play money chips? Was this in the day when you had to actually earn them? You did, yeah. So so I tried to beat him, and I studied up on strategy and uh, and then fell in love with the game. I was like, all right, let's let's uh, let's do this. That's pretty crazy. A sibling rivalry was enough to turn something into a career. Like, I don't think I could just see who could, like, spit further would be, like, a career for me. I'm trying to think of other things I would had a rivalry with my brother. You guys have no siblings, right? Neither one of you. I've got an older sister. You have an older sister, okay. But, but none of the things she was doing would have interested me. You're more pregnant than I am. By <laughs> exactly. the way, I, I never got the answer. What did you puncture your brother with? Oh, I bit him. Oh, I thought he was going to be... I wish I hadn't asked. Because the, fact, the fact that it was like such a specific puncture, I thought he was going to be stapes it was, with a staple. It was Christmas 2012. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's the anecdote. So what's uh, you and your brother, uh, what, what's he do now? Uh, he's actually a streamer on Twitch as well, so he's like come full circle now, and he's doing the same sort of thing. He's is, just getting into poker for real money. He's a poker streamer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You've got no chance. There's now there's two staples. You're, you're going to fade into insignificance. I know. It's like it's going to be just all staples, and the, my name's too long. It won't even fit on the marquee. It's going to be staples, staples, and that's it. <laughs> just two names. Uh, 
we are really close to running out of time. We did want to play one more fun little game with you before sure. uh, before we get out of here. I'll keep the score in this game one. Please. Now, this is the actual Superfan versus Stapes, and I know you don't listen to the show very often, but you've always been very supportive, so I'm willing to uh, to nominate you honor a Superfan. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. Right, I'm also going to ask you, James, to keep track of the numbered questions that have been burned. Okay. As we go, because it's, as always, to make sure that there's no favoritism. I've just got ten questions. You guys take it in turns to pick which which number you want. I'm going to spin the pen wherever the black ends up starts. I'm going to, I'm going to tune That's this you. out, by the way, because I, right. I have a little bit better music for a Christmas competition. Oh, good. Okay. We're going to, we're going to go with this instead. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so the uh, we've spun the bottle. You get to start. You can pick a number between one and ten, please. Two. Do you uh, do you celebrate Christmas first of all? Yep. Okay, so yeah, you're familiar. You've been doing it your whole life. I I have been. Twenty four yeah. years 24, of Christmas. Twenty four years of experience on this subject. <laughs> I have what nine nine more years of Christmas. No wait. No no, you can't do the math. Nineteen math-do. more years. Nineteen more Jesus. years. You're forty three. Oh, there's a math question in here. You're going to struggle <laughs> with. So question number two. Which Christmas tune was the first song to be broadcast from space? And if it helps you, it was by Gemini 6 Astronauts in 1965. I don't know that band, Gemini 6 Astronauts. Wow. It's not your question. Uh, Which Christmas tune was the first uh, to be broadcast? I, I have no idea, obviously. Holly Jolly Christmas. No. Do you want to try and steal it, Joe? White Christmas. No. It was Jingle Bells. Ah, that's a good one. First song to be broadcast from space. Just happened to be a Christmas one. Number two's dead. Uh, Joe, pick a number between one and ten, but not two. Nine, please. Which band has had the most Christmas number ones? The most Christmas... Paul McCartney and the Wings. No. No. Damn it. Close. Do you want to try and pick this up? I don't even know any Christmas bands. No, they're not Christmas <laughs> bands. <laughs> it's just a band that uh, the Santas have a number one at Christmas, but the most instances of having a Christmas number one were by this band. And may or may not uh, have had Paul McCartney in it. The Beatles. Sons of bitches. Yes. Yes. The dream. Would you, would you like an extra point? Can you tell me the three years that they enjoy Christmas? <laughs> what? For one um, point? Yeah. <laughs> 75. Keep going. Am I close? Uh, 78. And 81. I think pretty much all but two of the Beatles were dead for some of those years. <laughs> okay. Jamie Staples right. has no idea was, when the Beatles were famous. <laughs> it was actually I, uh, 63, 65, and 67, around okay. the time Joe was born, funny enough. If, uh, if the Beatles were a disco band, you'd have been real close. Okay, it is, I believe, your turn again to pick a number. One. Number one. Which popular Christmas dessert was originally served as a kind of thick soup with raisins and wine in it? Um... Apple crisps? I, d- I don't even know what that is, but it's the wrong answer. It's like oh, it's great. like an apple pie without the pie. Okay. Uh, figgy yeah. pudding? No. It's really easy. It's just Christmas pudding. Yeah, but isn't Christmas pudding and figgy pudding the same thing? I'm giving know. it to myself. I'm, I'm, giving, giving, it to I'm myself. giving him the point. It's oh, I thought, but, but Christmas pudding doesn't have figs in. Anyway, I don't care. It's fine. All right. There's something going on here. Joe, please, for us. Between three and ten, but not nine. Eight. And we're going to do one more question each, then we got to get out of here. Okay. Why are upside-down Christmas trees sold? Uh, so all the bugs fall out of them. No. <laughs> do you want to pick up this? Can you imagine no, it's why... It's not were, romancing it at all. Why were Christmas trees invented and then sold? Wait, what? 
Oh, more floor space. More floor space. For for presents. Yes. It's a real thing. Sorry. It's a real thing. <laughs> Wait, did you say why are they sold upside down? No, I said why are upside down Christmas trees sold? You can buy a Christmas tree that is that you have upside down in your house. Oh, I didn't even know that. Nor did I. I just went fight funny. Uh, All right. Last question, even though Jamie's going to beat me anyway. I don't know. It's Joe's question. Joe, pick. Yeah. No, I just picked eight. Oh, James. seven. Seven. What do most astronomers believe the star of Bethlehem actually was? Mm. A, a light in the sky. I don't know. But what? I mean, yes, but what, what might create a light in the Specifically. sky? Specifically. Um, it wasn't a jumbo jet. It wasn't one of the Beatles. A, a god. No. That is where they. It's the North Star. No. It's uh, believed to either be a comet or Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. Speaking of anuses, uh, we have got to close this up. The end uh, score, by the way, 2-1 to Staples. So if anyone ever wants to know who would win in a clash of Staples and Staples, the answer is Staples. So Jamie Staples, one of your fans is going to win a Step C ticket. You can give it away on your stream. I think we talked about that ahead of time. You yes. can give away a Step C ticket on Poker Stars on your stream. You guys... That is all the time we got from this EPT, not live at EPT Live. We will see you next time from the Bahamas, at which point we will discuss how to keep this song from going on loop. We will discuss the finale of the Shark Cage. And also, because we'll have more time, we'll finally get around to talking about London School of Economics. I don't even know still, if that happened. Still a thing. Every week. Anyway, thanks a lot for being with us, guys. For Jamie Staples, for James Hardigan, for Matt Broughton, I am Joe Stapleton saying, smell you later. Fa la 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 la